This is the Comic Vine Podcast for the week of March 30th, 2012. I'm Sarah. I'm here with uh, Tony Guerrero, hey, our everyone. editor-in-chief of Comic Vine. I love you all. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I'll include you, too. And Corey's here. Hey. Corey's, Corey's back. Corey's I was first trip here. I've been lost for three days. <laughs> three weeks. Yeah. That's how long it took me to find the new podcast. Yeah. So we're back. We're back. We've got Corey here. Woo. And and I didn't get lost this time finding <laughs> the podcast room mm-hmm. and go to the wrong floor. That would just be have to look easy. for Gotham. Yeah. Gotham There's City. Gotham sign. But yeah, going to the right floor helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also that yeah helps because yeah i think we mentioned the other floor they don't know where the podcast stuff is mm-hmm. like, they don't like, know what goes on i don't know who you are leave me alone security yeah. isn't that strange that you can go to another part of the building and they're like we don't know what you're talking about yes I, I mean it depends on i don't know what department they were i don't know what they do on that floor but i, I kind of feel like we were still like those weirdos in the basement in the last place though yeah we're still kind of the weirdos i guess <laughs> on a third floor now just not on a, ba- in a in a basement. Exactly. Anymore. So I mean that that already like kind of helps dispel the whole weirdo thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should start with Avengers uh, versus X Men number zero. It's jumping off. You, I think you you gave this a four, right? I gave this a four because I think that's pretty high. Okay, what would you give it? Maybe a three. Corey, did you read this? Yeah, I did. Um, I would probably land somewhere in the middle. I know you guys don't do half star reviews, unfortunately, but. Uh, gun to my head i would have to actually go with four my main reason i went with the four i mean so gun to your head really yeah gun i mean you guys to your head? constantly have guns to our heads well weapons pointed at me specifically Absolutely. i don't know how it is with the rest of you but sorry <laughs> so so issue zero this is now as a prologue as an issue zero to the, the biggest event marvel's doing it, it's not a, it's it, it it's surprisingly intimate the, what, so there's I think that's why I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's there's two stories, so it's split in half. You got the story by Bendis. Um, Frank Cho does the art for the whole thing. I got some issues with him. Um, Me too. I know a lot of people, I like a lot of stuff. There's one thing I pointed out in my review that I thought was a little exaggerated. Two what? things. Two what? things. <laughs> two what things, were they? Two things that were a little exaggerated. Uh-oh. What? It had to do with Scarlet Witch. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can see where he's going with this, considering it's Frank Cho art, and they're perhaps two, a two pair things. of things. Are you talking yeah. about... Her yeah. top portion uh-huh. of her body. Yeah, you know what? I was even kind of like, I thought it was too much. Because I okay, going with that now. Artists also, are, wait, no, not to cut you off, but to cut you off. Also, like her bikini was cut in like this like weird like yeah. early nineties. Yeah, I mean, sort if you look way. at the first page where you see the Jim Chung from Children's Crusade, that's cool. And, you know, you got that. And then and, you open it, and, and she's wearing like one of those weird like underpants. From like a 1990 <laughs> version of like Victoria's Secret catalog, so or like old Sports Illustrated from like 1991. Yeah, I mean not to, to do like booby talk here, Probably but I mean, if, if you look look on on the front, and you know, okay, like most characters, she's well endowed. You know, whatever it's except that's what you you know going into it. But the way she is here compared to here, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a difference, and yeah, there's artist interpretation. There's yeah, artist interpretation, all that stuff, but it's. She has way more <clears throat> cleavage too, and I thought it wasn't necessary. I just didn't like the way he drew her costume. Yeah. It's it's it was a bit much, but some people like that. But I also don't like Spider Woman's costume. Yeah, that's that, that you don't like it regardless who who. Well, <laughs> but like when Frank Cho draws her, it grosses me out even more. Okay, let's get to a picture of her. So, because um, you can see everything, she's like walking around with like paint on. A, I mean, based on that art book that he put out, he probably does draw her nude and then just color clothes over it, or the colorist. 
Where, like draws clothing over it. It's so just, it's just, certainly it's one way to draw. All right, so getting away from all that, basically you got the story by Bendis, which is Scarlet Witch, and you know she's in Washington, Washington D.C. She's fighting Modoc and all this, and and it's like where has she been since Children's Crusade? Because you know there's been some time that has has gone between. Great series. Everyone should read Children's Crusade. I know some people didn't like the ending, but I, I thought it was really good. Um, so that's what I liked about it is is it's kind of like a follow up of that. Is where the heck has she been? Because I really liked Scarlet Witch, and I'm not totally crazy about everything that had happened to her since disassembled and all that, but it, you know, it's been really interesting and we get a little bit of closure. I don't want to give too much away, you know, because obviously a lot of people hate her for stuff that she did, whether she was in control of that or not. That's, that's another question, but regardless, and you know, we see this all the time where characters go crazy and you know, they do things that they, it's not in her control. So yeah. some, some people are going to be like, you're one of us. We're, you know, we're going to overlook it. We'll accept it. Other people are be like, I can't get over <laughs> Not that. Not as much. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I love that part. And we'll kind of touch on that in another issue, too. So that, for me, is what did this issue. The second part dealt with Hope. This was um, by Jason Aaron. Yeah. Hope and, and Cyclops. I, I guess I, I'm not a big Hope fan. I know she's supposed to be a big part of this. But, you know, I guess she's being a teenager. She's got an attitude. She wants to do all this stuff. She doesn't understand why she's supposed to be so important. You know, she's trying to fight being, you know, under lock and key. Cyclops to me and this strikes me as or at least her perception of him is as like the new dad. Yeah. Like well, she just keeps going like you're not my real father. You're, you're my not, grandfather. Yeah, he, you're like basically stomping her foot and like if she were a normal teenager she'd have stormed off to her room but she's not so she has a jetpack. Yeah. So <laughs> So she goes to a bank. Right. Isotope. Yeah, so it was 326 Fell Street. Isotope is, is uh, Isotope First Federal something. That is hilarious. Or, uh, like Bank and Trust. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, Jason Aaron, he's been there, but, and he knows mm-hmm. James. So, oh, sure. the, so yeah, that was that was cool. But, biker. Um, my my big question with this, and this is what I've been asking when they first put the preview out for this, is why the heck is Scarlet Witch on here? If if the, from what we gather, it seems like the whole thing is the Phoenix Force is coming to yeah. Earth. It's going after Hope because she's like the most powerful mutant, and you know she's had ties or signs of of that. I want to know where does Scarlet Witch come into it? And, and yeah, she's a mutant. And, you know, in Children's Crusade, we saw a lot of Avengers versus the X-Men. You know, a lot of that build up there. My idea is, like, because Scarlet Witch is such a powerful mutant, could she possibly be a contender for the Phoenix Force? She's not a telepath, which seems to have been what the Phoenix Force always wanted. But I... I, I It'd be... And it, wow, actually, yeah. Because then that would sort of hype up the whole Avengers versus X-Men even more yeah, Scarlet Witch is kind I, of both <laughs> I don't know why she's here and you know a lot of people are like it's just you know, let you know who the characters are to introduce you know but it's like yeah but why Scarlet Witch here if you know I don't know why here why now <laughs> yeah. so I mainly liked it for the Scarlet Witch part continuing on that I'm, I'll jump to Avengers 24.1 so point one issue Vision was destroyed because of Scarlet Witch. That was a great back, issue. Back, yeah. back in Avengers, I think it was like 500. Was that when Disassembled happened? Yeah, like that. somewhere around there. So Scarlet Witch caused all the craziness. She Hulk, hulked out and tore him in half. And, and then the Avenger, the, the vision that we've had was in the Young Avengers. That wasn't this vision. So this vision was rebuilt. And now he's back. He knows he was gone. And he's, you know, he, he basically, I don't want to give too much away. He finds out like everything that happened, and it's like, okay, dude, your wife caused you to be killed, right? So, what do you think of that? And also, mind controlled you and made you attack your friends. Yeah, and so, so you should read that first before you read 
Avengers versus X probably yeah. I, I did it the other way around. Um, this this obviously takes place, but there's there's some heavy scenes in here, and this mm-hmm. this was I I really really enjoyed that. Oh my gosh, this is like a five out of five. Uh, yeah. pretty, that's one of my favorite issues this week. I believe Elfring gave it a five too. It's excellent. Yeah. Um, I do have a question about it though. Yes. And it it's I'm going to spoil it a little bit. Okay. So in this issue, he's sort of like going off like, "Where's Wanda?" Mm-hmm. He's like looking for her. But then in Avengers versus X Men Zero, she shows up and he's like, "You need to go away." Well, maybe he got over. He, he or he's, maybe you know, maybe it was like the whole "I need to, I need to, I need to, I found you." Oh, I don't really know what to say, and now and I'm just kind of angry. Like, okay, I I can't I can't deal with this right now. So, he, but it's it was it's heavy. I mean, he's he's a, a synthoid, a very human but, issue. <laughs> yeah, and and that's a great that's and I'm a big fan of, of the Vision of Scarlet Witch. It's creepy arrangement that they were married, and I don't want to know anything more. But <laughs> I've always liked. The characters and I, you know, vision just his design. You know, well, he the, still has human emotions, yeah, right? Yeah, because you know he had the um, he, he was imprinted off of Wonder Man's brain patterns and all that, which makes the whole thing. thing creepier on a whole other yeah. level. But but I I really liked Vision, just his his design, his look. The, yeah, the, he's, the green, yellow, and red. It's weird. You know, it's almost too much. But I always like that. So that's good. You're not a big fan of the John Byrne uh, white, white with oh. bare feet. <laughs> John Byrne, geez, that dude. I love John Byrne. Love his art. I don't like when he does the blank backgrounds but what he would do all the time is he would come in especially like in the late 80s he'd come in on a book on a book mix everything up tear everything down and then he'd take off because like so he, he you know he, he brings he changes vision i think he lost his emotions and all that and then he's like dismantled yeah and then he's like see you guys thanks you know my run's over it's like you can't just leave the vision in pieces and he was also anyway. the one who i believe thought it would be a good idea to team red skull up with magneto yeah what, what acts of vengeance something like that or um uh, it was the one where all the villains like switched heroes. yeah acts of vengeance yeah, okay. and, yeah, which it was a brilliant plan i was just mentioned it yesterday actually okay <laughs> in, in a conversation um yeah let's go to uncanny x-force 23 sarah lima it was great incredible um i didn't finish this because Reminder oh, continues so his perfect run. Talk to you about well, it. you don't want to spoil it. I mean, I read most majority. I I saw how it ended, and so uh, Betsy should be the next Captain Britain. The end. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I like that the 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 sashes or whatever you want to call scarves around the yeah. ankles kind of weird. But I, I, I think her, her mask is a little like weird. Her calves. <laughs> her calves. It's so weird. I I kind of I like the look. Um, the, the, the the whole you know I I can respect her ninja look. I think it's a ridiculous costume. I respect it because that's just what she's had for since she changed everything. So it, she's made it cool. You know, she can pull it off. Other people can't. But I, I like this. It's maybe, and I, people are like, "What are you talking about?" Maybe because she's wearing more clothing, uh, yeah. and it just looks more more practical in a way. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons I like Ke- the new wanna, Captain Marvel. I want to see her in like a like just like she can have her ninja costume back. Like mm-hmm. do the whole leotard thing. But just one big British flag. My That'd my, be cool. my question about cool. the the, the cool. ninja look is because there's pieces like she'll have just like a, a band that goes oh, around her arm. Weird she'll things. have like, like two yeah, things that go. To, that. So I think about like when if she's in regular clothes and then it's like I got to get dressed. It's like okay, I got to pull up this little band on my thigh. I got to pull up this <laughs> this other one just a little bit lower on my thigh. I got to pull up my boot. I got to pull now. I got to do something. It's not even boots, so, like socks. Yeah, like long <laughs> socks. So it's just there's so many stay pieces and and. Yeah, it's like sweat Telekinesis. bands, you know, sweat bands, armbands, wristbands, and it's, it's just it's it's crazy how long it would take. So, um, 
without going into, I, maybe we should, we're, we're spending a lot of time on these comics, but yeah. so really good. <laughs> it's end of the amazing, story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's great. You know, um, I like, widget. I don't know. I don't know what to say. This is the last issue in this arc. So now we're leaving other world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who's coming next issue? Who's coming next issue? Who's doing the art next issue? I think I'm pretty sure it's next issue. Um, 24. I'm pretty sure it's 24. Who's doing it? You know, Corey? I don't. Man, I'm not going to tell you guys. Oh. Phil Noto. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank the Lord. I don't think he's like ongoing, but I think, I don't know if he's just doing an arc or That'd issue. be great if he's doing an arc. Because um, the cover, <laughs> it's, the, you know, the, the evil Iceman from Age of Apocalypse that they're kind of, so there's yeah. like this big cover where like a bunch of little ice That's right. The is. last The last page in that issue is that cover. Is it? Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's. I didn't realize that Full Noto was going to be doing the whole thing, though. Pretty sure, yeah. yeah Noto. So excited now. It's awesome. So, it's going to be cool. Yes, finally, because my biggest problem with this is the is art. That I hate, the, I hate the saying art, that. You know, and it's it's not that it's bad. It's just that it was really abstract, and there was so much action. And I feel like Rick Remender really relies heavily on his artists, like to tell a story, like in action sequences, mm-hmm. and. This was just like kind of all over the place and like blotchy because it's watercolor. It was, but everything that wasn't an action sequence, I felt like fit the mood really well. Because like you're in this kind of weird other, you're in this weird other world. You're in like this kind of fantasy, almost whimsical world where I thought that really suited. But I I agree that action was very I think there's a way, I think there's a way to do it, to to do whimsical and and fantasy without having the colors just be splotchy like it to me especially the scene here where we see because last issue phantom x lost his face so the the way it looks here but like this this doesn't really look i mean you lose your face and you got something it's gonna be pretty gross a graphic this it kind of reminds me a little like daniel acuna like when um there was that wolverine issue when when um like mystique was going after wolverine and she gets gutted or shot on a roof and it's it, i remember this conversation <laughs> it, it doesn't it didn't really look graphic enough which i i like the style i mean i don't love it i i will admit i i can totally respect and appreciate it i would love to have my own style you know do something like this but and maybe it is a mixture of colors it, it, it's not edgy enough i guess you know what you would expect from this book but that was good something okay. more along the lines of clayton crane i think could have worked really well and yeah. really interestingly especially with the skinless man <laughs> right we got so many comics to go through daredevil number 10 lovely cover this is great awesome um Paolo so Rivera. so you really get an interesting uh contrast like between daredevil and mole man did you did you not think so you made a face no i was, <clears throat> I was oh. like i need some water but I, oh. I don't know if we're allowed to have water See, there's a sign over there no food and drink whoops i don't know if that's a joke or <laughs> if it's a law well so it is you're just breaking laws law. left and right sarah i guess so. i've been here two weeks so anyways go ahead daredevil i know mole man so uh a daredevil and mole man so you, you get this sort of like compare contrast thing they both really feel a certain way like really strongly about individuals in their lives and their past and both of them don't want to let go of those people mm-hmm. right so so that's why daredevil went after mole man in the first place and that's why mole man started digging up all these graves and started grave robbing <laughs> corpses it's actually kind of creepy looking when, for dead people what, what actually comes out is actually fairly creepy yeah <laughs> kind but, of paints like, the mole man in this really weird light <laughs> totally and then you have like this whole weird why are you doing this? Yeah. That was the interesting part. Yeah. My my one problem with this. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing with Daredevil, it's like everyone knows Daredevil's Matt Murdock. Yeah. Yet he still completely denies it. He's like, nope, that's not, that, I'm not. Well, he I'm, has I'm, to. Yeah. So he's still doing that. But he, he 
constantly does stuff like the way he's talking to mole man in one scene he's pretty much practically saying yeah that that's me or here's all the clues you, you need to figure it out to narrow it down i mean like i noticed th- that too for me that it was just that he wasn't thinking straight like uh, but, he was but he does that so many times well he's not exactly the he, clearest thinker well, like the, the the issue where he was with the kids in the bus and the, the went in you know it went off the road and they were walking through snow and then he's walking in his daredevil boots it's like, okay, you're going to get to civil. Yeah, your, your main priority is saving your life. But he's, how's he going to explain? Yeah, I happen to be wearing these, these red boots under my pants. And, <laughs> and how does the heck does he wear red boots? Does he have like shoes that slip on over? I don't know. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> but it's a great issue. Obviously. Yeah. No, All Star Western, number seven. Uh, really good. I feel like I missed an issue, but it, this was still really enjoyable. Um, this is a great jumping on point if you haven't been reading All-Star Western because, you know, it's Jonah Hex and Arkham in a new area. So what I really like about Jimmy and uh, Justin's book is that they're sort of going beyond Gotham and now they're going to different areas of the country, yeah. the DC universe, in the past. So now I, we're in New Orleans, mm-hmm. which is cool. I really I, like that. I kind of feel like I love the whole Arkham stuff and, and going to Gotham. And all that. I kind of feel like it was forced upon them. They're like... Mm-hmm. All right, Jonah Hex is great. People love it. We need to tie it tie to it Batman. To, so let's 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 have a lot of stuff <laughs> happening in Gotham. Batman. So, but it's been great. I just but I just feel like they've been made to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, it's fine. I agree with you. I think that that's I think that that's true too. And I, um, I imagine. I don't know if they're going back to Gotham because probably you know, I think United that's Owls. Owls Owls thing, yeah. that, that's Port tying Owls. in there. Yeah. Um, thoughts on. What's her name? EZ D. What's her name? EG Daily. <laughs> She's cool. I mean, it's it's cool. I actually, I actually really liked um, uh, Cinnamon and Night Hawk. Yeah, they're cool. They were cool. I loved uh, Arkham's comment about them. I hope ZC Gotham Brink. will never have need of such vigilantes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was. It's I, a fun. Well, it's a fun book. You know, it continues to be a fun book. Um, I think some people were complaining. They're like, "Oh, it's not like as exciting or interesting as I thought it would be." It's not like the old Jonah Hex series that Justin and Jimmy were doing before, where it was like just Jonah Hex and just their adventures. And single story, yeah. for the most part, single story. Which I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like that whole series like that that was good, mm-hmm. you know, because it really explored Jonah Hex's character. But this is still good, still fun, and we're, we're being introduced to new characters in old DC universe, and it's it's cool. Yeah. It's making it a bit more coherent or cohesive, rather. Yeah, like absolutely. The, the, the history of Gotham feels more real now. Of course. And of the DCU in general. Okay, quickly. Ultimates, number eight. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> there's like a WTF moment <laughs> at the end of this book. I did not read And this. I'm like, what? Just well, go to the last Also, Hickman page. is really taking his time on this arc. <laughs> yeah, can't, I don't know if I should spoil it. It's, I mean, it's not really... I felt yeah, I felt kind of underwhelmed because really? I, I know what you're talking about. I, I yeah. felt like really that's the solution. You, it's not just one. It's all it's of them. All of them. Uh, like, really? I don't know. I, I've been having. That's not going to backfire. I mean, I think everyone knows I love Hickman, but I've I been, do too. I've been having a hard time with Ultimates. I really enjoyed this. I thought the last issue's ending was incredibly, insanely great, especially compared to this one's more ho hum. I think I can see where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Voodoo number seven. Aww. 
Like I did not read this. Well, okay, so I filed all my complaints in my review. Um, so check it out. And it, what'd you give it? Two, three, three. I gave it a three, but yeah. it's, it, it's, it's weird. I mean, you know what? I'm not going to tell the writer what to do with the book because that's not my job. But I do feel like it's a little bit of a cop out to be like, okay, so that voodoo that we introduced in the beginning. That was a clone. Oh, for cripes. And she's really bad now. Maybe. Maybe. I I still think there's a possibility. So she's got kind of a new direction, new something she's going to do. I'm wondering if that's going to like turn around another way, but I don't know what you're going to do with who. But it's such a loose cannon and there's no consistency, at least for me. In this issue, like there was zero consistency because one minute she's like really sympathetic towards these, these other clone creatures. And then she's just murdering all of them. Yeah. She's like, I feel for them because I'm like them, but I will kill them now. <laughs> anyway. But that's also like what X-23 did and um, the Circle of Four or whatever. You know, there was all those other clones and, I, and she got rid of them all, I think, if I recall correctly. Mm, but yeah. yeah. She no. did, but she wasn't like uh, trying to form a bond with them first. Yeah. She was just kind of like, this is what I got to do. I mm-hmm. just wonder if, 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 I mean, if editorials, like, let's... That's what I think is do happening. Do this or do that, so... And, know, I, I, and wanna... I said that in my review. I was like, well, um, I know that the first few issues of Voodoo, people didn't really like them, and they had a problem with her as, as a character, because, one, she was a stripper, and, you know, an alien, or whatever else. And yeah. so I think that maybe because of all that, and because she had such a, like, bad stigma... I wonder if editorials like okay, we don't want to associate her with like any of that anymore because it just didn't do well. Mm-hmm. So let's just make her a clone. Yeah, I mean that that was my one thing is is so she she hitchhikes gets a ride with the, the truck driver dude. He puts his hand on her leg, and then she kills him. Yeah, which again, you know, don't touch me, dude. But it's like that was a bit extreme and, yeah. and and so it's like and what she did with the the agent in, in the first issue it's like yeah, yeah he maybe he, he he took his undercover a little too far and mm-hmm. everything but he was a, he's supposed to be a good guy i mean i don't there was i don't if i don't believe there's any indication that he was corrupt or on the take or anything like that she just kills him so it's like well it's because she was feeling threatened but like but, in both those situations she was feeling threatened yeah but it's like so here we're supposed to sympathize for this character who's just going to kill some sort of innocent people. I mean, it's not like either one of them were. Well, here it's worse. Yeah. So it's, it's in, just like, in what's that going situation, on? she was like, she was sort of almost prompted to do that because she was being threatened by first that agent who mm-hmm. was like, you know, whatever. I know who you are. Then blah, blah, the blah. truck driver who was trying to sexually assault her. Mm-hmm. So she killed him, you know, but here it's like, I'm not condoning sexual assault. No. <laughs> I mean, she should like chopped his hand, chopped other things off. <laughs> And let, let him deal with it. Because the thing, you kill him, it's over, done with. And, you know, he's not going to learn. You know what, though, Tony? One less guy to sexually sure. assault a okay. woman in the world. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But still, maybe, I don't know, never, never mind. Well, I mean, it's I'm like, not, how I'm are we supposed to day. sympathize with Deathstroke, you know? Well, like, he's, he's, you know, right from the back who he is. Uh, he, yeah. he's, he's a villain. He's, he's an assassin. But voodoo, it's like, we don't know. And, and like Sarah said, it's like, so now it's like, okay, let's make her a clone. Here's this other one. So now we got two almost like the same people yeah so one might be a little nicer than the other and it's just i don't know i i I just wonder where it's going but it's i mean i'm definitely obviously we're spending all this time talking about it we're curious what the heck is is happening yeah so i mean absolutely and the art is amazing yeah 
Sammy Sammy, Sammy Basri. Yeah. So good. Uh, X Men Legacy two sixty four. So this I started to read this and then I started reading FF instead. Um, <laughs> someone brought up a scene in here. I guess I'll save it for when we get to the questions. Um, but the main thing focuses on Michael Pointer. So he's he's the dude that when Scarlet Witch said no more mutants, all that energy had to go somewhere because you know you oh, can't right. you can't create or destroy energy supposedly in the universe of physics. It seemed like stuff. it was going to be a way bigger deal at the time. Yeah. So <laughs> all all supposedly all the mutant powers went to this this guy. He ended up killing Alpha Flight supposedly and all this stuff. So he's back. Mimic's back, and it's like. He was in the Dark Avengers for a while yeah. too, wasn't he? Yeah. So it's kind of dealing with with all that. Where or Dark X Men? Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. That's, <laughs> um, so basically, like Michael Pointer, he's got all his powers. He needs help, and he goes at X Men. Is he going to help? Are they? Was he good? Is he bad? So it's 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 kind of interesting. Um, for some reason, the, the art was off a, a couple times. A little for me, Rafa Sandoval. I don't know. I don't think he did the art last time. I don't know. Um, Green Lantern, New Guardians. So this is pretty interesting. You know, it, it's you got all these different colored lanterns working together. They hate each other. They're they're you know, that's basically how they're programmed. They're not supposed to get along with each other, but they kind of are. So it's really interesting that you know they're fighting against this Invictus guy, <laughs> and you know you find stuff about Orange Lantern and all that. So this is pretty cool, and you know I, I really like the art. It's it feels so different than even. So Green Lantern, Jeff Johns Green Lantern, it's my favorite Green Lantern book. Yeah. You know, I like that. This would be like my number two. It feels so different. You know, it's still Kyle, but it's it almost feels separate from what's going on with, with, with everything else. Maybe because right now he's on the other side of the galaxy, whatever dealing with this, but it's really cool. I, I like the idea of all the the, the colors. Yeah, I've, I've been liking where this book is going. I didn't read this issue, but I've liked just about everyone before it. So Avenging Spider Man number five. This was Elfring's pick of the week. Really? He really liked this, um, so it's it's and it's Lin- Zeb Wells. I mean, he he's he's great. He you know he can write the witty. Yeah, the stuff writing and, in this is incredible. Yeah. And then um, Linnell Francis Yu does art, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And there are some parts I felt was almost a little corny, a little pushing yeah. too much. I mean, but there's a lot of you know Peter Parker and like hero worshiping Captain America, and and there's some you know Captain America kind of makes some like real bold statements about something, and it's and Peter's like. Dude, and so it, I mean, there's there's some touching moments in here. So it's really well written, just different. You know, it's not like a regular Avengers story, even though like all Avengers are here. So it was really good. It's interesting because I remember when this series first started, we uh, we were talking about how it was going. It looked like it was going to be more just Spider Man, like mm-hmm. no Peter Parker, just Spider Man. But this issue is almost completely contrary to that. Yeah, that's weird. Cause, yeah, because it you is really got the idea completely. It's, Peter it's Parker, pure Spider Man, and one other Avenger. Right, and, and we're not getting that. So, but. I won't complain. Yeah, no, this was a this was a really good issue. Uh, Walking Dead ninety five. This is one I can't talk to because no one. Nope. I, I when I reviewed <laughs> I read this, the trades, <laughs> I had to put a little okay tiny spoilers because the whole thing is. I mean, obviously, no Rick is still he's on the cover, right? But it's like <laughs> he's but still it, around. I I I always hate reviewing it because I can't go into detail. I can't. I it's like I I feel bad if I mention any of the other characters because you never know who's going to live or die. Yeah. And, and I, I would not be surprised if at some point Rick gets killed. You know, I would not be surprised if Kirkman a- did After it. they left the prison and everything that happened there, I am prepared for anything. I mean, like what happened to, to Lori and, uh, and, 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 and the baby, you know, that's, you don't expect that. And there's some other stuff that happened previously. I don't know if you're there yet, so I won't even hint at some crazy shenanigans that yeah. happened. So just to, what this story is about, it's called a larger world. 
And this, this totally fascinates me with the idea because where they've been now and tiny spoilers, whatever they, they've kind of found this, this neighbor, this civilization, this little city and you know, they're, it's fortified and you know, they're it's safe. Like a suburb. <laughs> yeah. There's just suburbs there. They, they got their stuff. Obviously they need to still get supplies and all that. This dude comes up. He's like, my name's Jesus. <laughs> and he, and he basically tells them, I'm part of a larger community and we have like trade routes. We work with other communities. Like you guys aren't the only survivors out there. And that is what, what blows me away. That's what I want to know is what is the rest of the world look like? Because yeah. when the zombie bro, you know, outbreak happened, it's not like, it's not like Rick is the only dude that could survive all this. Right. You know, there's gotta be other people that are more prepared. And so that really, really, really captures my, my interest here. But the thing is, so this dude comes up and is like, hey, I can offer you some salvation. What should Rick do? <laughs> I mean, the last time this happened with the governor, obviously. Or with anyone. Like, everyone in this book yeah. starts out like, hey, everything's great, and then everything is terrible. <laughs> so that's that's a lot of what this has been about. It's And it's like, you can kind of imagine, is Rick going to trust this guy? I kind of hope this this works out just for a change of pace because I am getting a little sick of like ever so crazy 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 yeah everything always turns out horrible and it, it almost seems like Rick and his party were the only halfway decent people to survive the apocalypse yeah. <laughs> so it, it's that that but that thing is like you expect some the worst thing to happen right despite that Kirkman still manages to pull some crazy insane thing. Oh sure. <laughs> even even though you're expecting some of you're not expecting that to happen. Then. He's he's still a hell of a writer and it's still a hell yeah. of a story. <laughs> All right. Teen Titans number seven. So this uh continues from Superboy, which came out I think it was last week, where Superboy is working for Nowards, evil organizations, they're hunting down meta human teens, and he fought the Teen Titans, but then he kinda helped them a little bit at the end. So he's kinda gotten some trouble. He and the Teen Titans like we need to save him, and they're like no we don't. So <laughs> so it, it's it's cool because because Tim Tim Drake is you know leading the team and he's he's trying to say you know we need to do this and what's great is you know at first they were a little reluctant you know why are we going to take orders from him but I think they're kind of seeing that it's like, okay he's he's the best one. But what I like is they're not just saying okay leader this is our mission we're going to do whatever you say. I mean they're, they're kids they're teens so obviously they're going to question authority even though it, you know it's amongst themselves. So I, I really like that that dynamic. I didn't like how they discovered that Superboy was in trouble and there was one person that kind of figured it out like the clues and it, I'll just say it wasn't wasn't Tim. That seemed like a little 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 too quick and out of character. But so we we get to see a lot of that. And the only thing, a tiny thing I will spoil is Tim kind of does something. He kind of shows a little, little um, Batman nature. You know, hmm. you know how Batman can kind of be like cold and calculating like yeah. this. So he kind of does something that's, that's a little like that. And it makes sense because this isn't Tim as Robin. This is Tim as Red Robin. So right. this is where he, you know, got a little colder, a little tougher. And it's like, you know, looking at the big picture, sometimes you got to do certain things. So I really, really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Avengers number 23 this ends the Dark Avengers arc um, in last week's um, Avenger. I think it was last week or week before, t- two weeks ago maybe. Avengers number twenty four right. is where Norman Osborn got taken down. It was it was a ridiculous issue. Where he, uh, <laughs> who was the? He was an adaptoid. Power yeah, adaptoid. And so he gained all these powers and he's, he's defeated. But we still have the Dark Avengers. So um, as you can see, and I don't even know if I should mention. I, Aren't they becoming the Dark Avengers? So so we have the Dark Avengers. Yeah. Norman picked all these teams. They're going to get beat. 
they're going to jail, but they're going to become Thunderbolts, basically. Right. So, oh, right. That's so, what it is. So that book is going to change. Yeah. So which doesn't make sense because I think it's like when issue 175, it's going to turn into Dark Avengers 175. They, they shouldn't do it. What they should do is I think it ended with issue 16 before. It's like maybe continue it from there. Yeah. Even if you want to factor in the Avengers, new Avengers issues, add to it. But to make it 175, I that bothers me, but whatever. So it turned out um, there was one character who was a mole, one of the members of the Dark Avengers. And if you read the press release, Sarah wrote about it. If, if you know who... Or the last issue. That was yeah, if you read the last, the last issue, issue. where... Because um, Luke Cage is going to be trying to lead these Dark Avengers on missions, which is insane. And it's got to suck for him to try to deal with... Because <laughs> not, not all of them are going to be gonna play in, in, in on it. Well, not all of them are, are coming over, but most of them are. And the, the idea is, okay, the governor's like, here we have this this group of of you know these are like our, our pawns our weapons we can send them on crazy insane missions if they die that's okay who cares they're, yeah. they're, they're crazy deadly killers but <laughs> trying to get them to cooperate and you know they use all that nanotech stuff so if like they do something you can blow them up or what you know whatever but right. i think some of them it, it's it's gonna be crazy trying to get them to do but then on the other hand is you know a lot of like in the past the Thunderbolt state, they kind of start redeem, you know, getting redemption. They become heroes. I don't know if these Which guys will be actually kind of the only thing I didn't like about the last arc of Thunderbolts was that suddenly Moonstone was ready to be a team player. Yeah. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's, was, she's, she's not pure evil, but she's pretty, she's darn, pretty close. Yeah. She's pretty Based close. Based on how like Warren Ellis, especially was writing yeah. her. And <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was weird when she hooked up with Hawkeye and well, that was Hawkeye. Geez, that was way back when. Yeah. <laughs> Aquaman number Hawkeye seven. He hooks up with everyone. <laughs> he does. Okay. Yeah. He's with, he's with um, Spider Woman Spider-Woman now. You know, Spider-Woman. I don't know if his, his marriage is, if he's officially got divorced from. from I don't think Mock- anyone Mockingbird. cares. Well, when you marry a scroll. I did that? like going back. Um, I, I think it was, it was, it might have been here where Mockingbird, because in Mockingbird, so she got, she got like shot. She was like on the verge of death and they had to use Infinity Formula on her. So now she's like super powered, which I think is awesome. I, and they haven't really done a whole lot with that. So we got to see a little bit. I like, I like Mockingbird. I know some people don't. <laughs> I think Sarah doesn't. No, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. She's fine. Aquaman number seven. So this starts The Others, The Secret of The Others. Dun, dun, dun. This is a great yeah. issue. I love this. I yeah. haven't finished it. It's it's awesome. So uh, what's her face like? I thought she was going to be a really, like she's she's going to be on the team. That's the one, nope. Nope. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, yep. That was well, quick. Yeah, well, the person that takes her out is totally... I loved it. I love that character, that villain. Uh, and it just, I, I feel because this is what's, what's good about the new 52 is we get to see like the introduction of new things. So Jeff Johns is like sprinkling all this stuff, you know, what happened in Atlantis and who knows this, who's responsible. So we're, we're finding out all this little stuff and who are these others? And you know, why are they on the cover with Aquaman? What, who, <laughs> what's, what's the connection with everything? So I, I, I really en- enjoyed this. And, and the yeah. art. The art is gorgeous. I, I the art is spectacular. It's just just yeah. amazing. And, and the colors. And when I started reading it, you were like, check it out on my iPad. In HD comicsology. <laughs> it does look really good. Because um, I'm a big shot. I have an iPad. Hey, I, I paid for that. <laughs> uh, it cost money. Uh, and, and I waited till the third generation. You know, people have had iPads for years. I, I finally. But you were an early adopter of the third generation. Finally, yeah. Finally gave, gave in. Oh, I got to say, tangent here. So I went to the Apple store in Corte Madera. Yeah. On, on a Saturday, mm-hmm. walk in, it's packed. You know, it's always packed. Just huge people in there. Yeah. So I just, I, you know, there's someone at the door. I was like, I want an iPad. They're like, okay, go over to the iPad table. Someone will be with you within like like a minute, not, not even a minute. Someone comes up, 
I was like, I want this iPad. I want this model and everything. This color. And they pull out like a phone type device. Okay. (laughs) Take my card, swipe it. You want a receipt? Yep. And then like, I was literally out of there in like less than three minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't even have to walk up. It's like, they, 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 you don't have to go to cashier. They do it all right there and you walk out and, they didn't try upselling anything. They're like, you want a case? I did want a case, but I didn't get one there. And they didn't try, like, you need this? You need It's like, just boom. That's it. Thanks. See ya. You like that or you don't? I did. I thought it was awesome. I was in and out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, like lightning. And hey, they're one of the only electronic stores that's not for like <laughs> uh, presenting massive losses. So maybe they're onto something so, with this whole not trying well, to upsell I think a 10 times. part of that might have to do with the fact that they're paying like... Like something like fifty or sixty percent less the people actually making the products in China. Oh sure. Like they literally have like these Apple sweatshops there. Oh yeah. Oh no, they're not like the cool rebellious company that they're made out to be, like at all. No, but. it's it's actually really sad. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. But I mean, so Comicsology, the digital comics, they, they look good. Obviously, still buying, you know, printed copies, but. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said about the digital and sure. like the guided view. I know some people don't like that. I, I think it's pretty cool, but you know you have the option. Yeah, makes so, it a bit more cinematic, so it's, and it's cool. And you know, like what Marvel do, does is doing. Um, so they did it with Avenging Spider-Man. So you get the free digital copy. You buy this, and I I did the code. That's how I read this. So you <laughs> you peel it, and you get the code there, and you can read it either I'm way. Witness, and there I think they did it with um, where's the Ultimates? They did that also. They're doing it on more and more uh, books, yeah. I'm noticing. All, all the Ultimate books are supposed to have codes. So I did not open that. I don't know if I'm going to open that. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man, I probably will. But, so that's, that's cool. Um, unfortunately, DC's still charging you an extra dollar, too. Mm-hmm. But, tisk, but still, tisk. you know, a dollar versus, you know, two, like two ninety nine comic. If you wait a month, it's one ninety nine. So mm-hmm. And they, they look good, especially now that Comixology has the, the iPad version of their comics. It's mm-hmm. very cool. FF number 16. So this is Aftermath and Fantastic. So you should read Fantastic Four. Give that to me right now so that I have it. Whatever it was. I feel like Did you're you so far away. Um, I, I wrote about the end. Okay. <laughs> I'm ri- Actually, I'm writing about the end. Oh, okay. So it won't go up till next week. Cause, okay. Um, I didn't write about – I thought about the, the, the whole first part, um, Franklin – and from what happened in Fantastic Four, there's definitely something to be said there. So that, that was really cool. Franklin so, acting like a kid. I think I might write about that. So you need to read Fantastic Four to see the conclusion of it was like the what the Celestials that came were going to destroy everything, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And, and it's insane how it ends. It's really cool. It's also insane how this issue ends. It's yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. This one, and, and it was it was Steve Epting that did the art, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil the hell out of that next oh. week. So. So you've got to so read, it, read it this weekend if, if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, Astonishing X-Men number 48, Marjorie Liu, Mike Perkins. I really like this. Um, we got a new team. What? So, so the great thing is about, okay, if, if you've read like X-23 or anything that Marjorie has written, she has got the knack where she can totally capture like the characterization, like the motion, the feelings, relationship. I mean, she's, she's great at that. So it's nice to see that in an X-Men book. I don't know if it, I necessarily want it all the time. And there was a couple moments, you know, Northstar and his boyfriend, it was almost a little too cute to like, hey, babe. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost a bit much, like just being crammed down your face. But it's great to see that they are 
kind of like human that they have yeah. have feelings and stuff like that because usually in the x-men you know you get a little bit like oh gambit and rogue you know whatever are you know are you gonna hook up or not and, <laughs> but here we actually get to see a bit more so it's it's nice that it's not always like okay we're the x-men we're just sitting around oh here's a danger let's go you know deal with it and with the characters here they're trying to move away they're, they're trying to have like their own personal lives at some point and you know they're they're living in different places so you really get get to see that and and that was was great obviously it doesn't last forever and then you know something happens and the action kicks up and so i i I just really enjoyed it and this it's a it's an interesting mix of characters how they all came together and Mm -hmm. this team that's good for them so i enjoyed it i'm looking forward to reading it because i haven't yet that's one of the books uh, i wanted to read the interpersonal dialogue from what i was glancing is is really really well written so that's the good and the bad news is the good news is it's a great x-men comic the bad news is it's another one that you need to because <laughs> astonishing x-men i i wasn't continuously picking that up right it's like occasionally here or there yeah but now you have to mm-hmm. superman number seven i gave this a four wow a four that's a big turnaround uh, the, the big thing hellspawn i'm so excited to see hellspawn from the Wildcats or from the, the Wildstorm universe going up against Superman. I mean, I the thing is Superman, he doesn't have a lot of great, great villains. You know, he, he's so powerful. You, know, you got Lex Luthor. He's a more intellectual, you know, villain. You can bring someone like Doomsday, but you can't use him all the time. Like the last reign of Doomsday. I didn't like that arc. No. <laughs> but so you need someone who is powerful and dark side, dark side, dark seed, dark side, dark side, dark side. <laughs> you can't, someone else said dark seed. Recently, it was, it was like a, like, I, like no. a real person. It was like some like creator, a real, person. a real person, not like an imaginary we friend. Oh, yeah, <laughs> someone at WonderCon said that, and I was like, "Yeah, that's what I said." <laughs> um, so you know, you you can't use him all the time, but you know, he's a big power, powerful villain that will keep Superman on his toes because if he's fighting someone like who, who's a regular Superman villain, I, I'm totally drawing a blank. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think Mongol is like a good, yeah. Yeah. That, that, Cause you got these, red, these dark side. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, he's like dark side light. Yeah. And so you don't really have these real powerful powerhouse villains. So Hellspawn, I think that's going to be interesting. The only problem is I, and I wasn't really hugely into Mr. Majestic. I didn't read a lot of that stuff, but you know, Mr. Majestic was kind of like the Superman character in the, in the Wildstorm universe. So I don't know what this is going to mean. Is Mr. Majestic, does he exist here? We don't know, but I think this is really cool. There's some other interesting things here. We get to see Clark Kent at the Daily Planet. They never really showed a Daily Planet because it's always been about the television network that, that Lois was running. That actually kind of confused me a little bit because Lois is there, Jimmy's there, Perry's there. I was like, wait, Lois is running the TV studio and maybe it's just <laughs> going to another floor in the building, but... That was weird. His costume is is kind of weird. So I, I I spoiled some of the stuff today. Um, not to change the subject, but when the whole like Lois Lane Earth Two thing happened, mm-hmm. there were so many people arguing that Lois was sort of like taken down a notch because she was no longer like the reporter. Now she was a station manager and like running the whole. I, I kind of, I kind of see. I mean, in some ways, it's like she she's got a promotion. She's got more power. She's she's in a, in a higher position. Yeah. But on the other hand, she's not out there in the action doing all. She's like safe behind her desk. It's like okay, I, I don't need to worry. You know, the good thing is she's not going to be the damsel in distress. It's not going to be which, and she hasn't always been. You know, she's she's been a tough character where she can get the dirty, the dirt, the information, mm-hmm. and it's not like she needs Superman to save her all the time. You know, she's, yeah. So. I, I am concerned that now she's leading the television network. What what 
what kind of stories can you do with that in Superman? You know, it's like, oh, we got to get this news coverage up before five o'clock. Yeah. Quick. You know, and That's I need, need coffee. And so it's like, I don't know. And versus if she's a reporter, obviously she's out there. Something blows up or some alien attacks. You know, she can be in the middle of it and mm-hmm. be part of the story versus now if she's supposed to be sitting behind a desk over or in the control room overseeing everything. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that that even could be a story right there. Like she wants to be out there, but she, re, you know, yeah. but she can't be. Like yeah, the, so that I, whole I don't know how long it's going to last within her. <laughs> I mean, it, it's great. She obviously she deserves the, the promotion and all that. But I don't know. I think weird. it's cool, but, you know, maybe I got to see what they do with it. Yeah. And it's also just interesting. Um, what what Clark has to do now at the planet his his position mm. kind of interesting yeah so um dark or Justice League dark so this ties into I Vampire which I love Justice League dark I like I don't I can't say I love it. I know a lot of people love this um someone, I'm one of those people someone I don't like I'll, I'll like this shade character is different than the other shade character <laughs> that is confusing that is really monumentally like, confusing. I'm surprised that DC allows that because you know you do have some characters with the same names right like you know especially you had Wildcat and Wild, his son Tommy you know, they're both called Wildcat and you got the Flash and the Flash and, and the Flash um, and the but, Flash but, but that's the thing now it's like where's Wally West they don't want to have Wally West because they want the focus to be on Barry Allen so mm-hmm. it, it seems like same thing with where where's um Cassandra or where is Donna Troy? You know, she's too similar to Wonder Woman. So it's like they they're, they're the kind same. of separate that yet here they got this guy's shade and then the other shade, completely different powers, no mm-hmm. no association, but it's like That's the funniest part is that I have no idea why this guy is called the shade. Because yeah. his powers are not shadow related, yeah, they're he's not got darkness the, the related. Technicolor dream code they yeah. keep calling it. <laughs> so this is dealing with the the vampire t- attack. So in I Vampire, Mary Queen of Blood, she's been doing this big war turning all these people into vampires my complaint in the beginning is like how could this happen how can like 400 people just disappear because they're all turned into vampires and no one in the dc universe knows about it so then they they, they brought it to gotham which felt a little forced it's like well, let's throw batman in there but you know it's it's kind of cool seeing him fight vampires seeing what he thinks you know he's like is he gonna kill a vampire or not mm-hmm. you know because batman doesn't kill it didn't feel like a oh this book isn't doing well. Let's put Batman in that, it. That's, that's a joke we made. So I, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, the art um, is on uh, Andrea um, Sorrentino. It just blows me away. It's 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 almost pretty. You know, it's it's very artistic. If that makes sense. I mean, it, it's like kind of like you know, Jay Lee is very stylized and just it really looks good. And last issue, something crazy happened. A uh, major character died. Let's say, and <laughs> <laughs> there was one line here. That, that cracked me up. Um, the character says, everyone who is either human, dressed like a hooker, or wearing a really stupid outfit, get behind me. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I love Phil Cough. So this is a great series. I mean, it's it's not what you expect. I'm so glad that this series is is continuing be, to be made. Got picked up. And so that, it, that, it, that it didn't suffer from... I mean, I don't know what the sales are. I haven't looked it up. But I'm, I'm glad it, it's not one one of the casualties. On oh, the chopping block. Because <laughs> it... This is what this is the great thing about New Fifty Two is we can get something a little different here, and yeah, the Flash number seven. This was another great issue. This one I, I felt was almost a little dark. I mean, just, just there's a lot of emotion, and it's like, are people going to die? Five, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and obviously the art and the color. I always wonder, it's like if someone else did this, what would it be like? 
And so is this great because it's Francis and Brian writing it or is it great because they're drawing it? Obviously, it's a mix of the two. But it's like, so you wonder if they wrote it and someone else is drawing it, what would it be like? Or if someone else wrote it and they were drawing it, what would it be like? So it's, uh, it, but it, it's really good because the main thing is Flash now, he has to be careful with his powers because, you know, he caused some wormholes and he, you know, <laughs> there's just so if he uses his powers too much, it, it can be damaging. It, so, it seems like they're really, especially ever since Flashpoint, going out of their way to make Captain Cold dark. Like you said, this is a really dark issue and I think... I haven't actually read it, but I assume with all the ice on the cover that he's a part of it at least. Yeah. But uh, well, I don't thing, know. It's, the thing is, so previously his sister was in the hospital. Right. Because of a power outage that happened before when Flash was finding mob rule and all that. So his sister's <laughs> life was at risk because right. of that power out the EMP blast and all that. So he blames Flash for that. And so now <laughs> for, he's... For putting her... But nothing actually happened. That seems like well, he's perhaps yes. overreacting. <laughs> so, yeah. But then... um. What's gonna? There's a certain character might not survive. Uh, <laughs> I won't mention who. Someone I think Sarah likes. No, <gasps> anything. Moon Knight number eleven. I didn't like this as much. I loved the last issue, even though Bendis was killing people and doing <laughs> stuff left and right. Um, this one, it just that the fight. I don't really care for Madame Mask. Is that her name? Yeah, <laughs> I've never liked the her character. I don't. I, yeah, I don't like Count Nefaria. I, I can respect that he's this crazy and, and insane powerful villain that the Avengers fought and now Moon Knight is fighting him. <laughs> he's, um, he's had a bit of a fall from grace. It also seemed weird because so, so wasn't it last issue where it kind of ended where he's like kind of like the Wolverine persona is going to take over and he's just yeah. going to cut. And then in the beginning here he's just like hey I'm, I'm calm I'm yeah. going to do something. So it's like he calmed down a lot to call to try to call Captain America try to call S.H.I.E.L.D. So that, that felt a little weird. So it wasn't the crazy intense action fighting that I, I thought would happen. But, I mean, it, it, I really enjoyed it. It was good. I don't know how I feel about Alex Maleev. I used to really not care for him that much. And then I really started liking him and respecting him. And he's been good on here. But there's still a couple times it just it, it doesn't work for me. It looks very posy. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a part. So, you know, Moon Knight sometimes uses claws like Wolverines. He's It's like he's supposed to have stabbed her. But it's like I couldn't tell if he really stabbed her. Or if, if like his claws went off to the side to over, you know, like like when you fake that you got stabbed. Yeah. You know? So it's sometimes it's just a little hard in action to this, to follow what was going on. I don't know how this is gonna next issue is gonna end because twelve is a final issue. I don't know if that means hey let's kill off Moon Knight let's do something really crazy because probably it's, not it's the end of the series they could do that but I mean Bendis is like like you know I was only gonna do twelve issues it was the end of my story. And then Marvel just said, well, let's just cancel, let's just end the series with that, rather than have some, which pisses me off. <laughs> Does so. seem a little bit like they're going a bit overboard with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I And I really like how Moon Knight went on his own. He's doing all this stuff and, you know, he's a little crazy. I don't like that they made him so crazy because he was never this crazy. <laughs> but it, it's, it's it's been interesting. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number eight. Did you read this, Corey? I did. I just finished it. And? Uh, interesting. Are they still mutants? Yeah. I'm, yes, they're I'm, not teenage alien ninja turtles. They're not even teenagers. They're just ninja turtles. Yeah, exactly. I'm so incredibly behind the series. Uh, it's it's really good. They they reunited. They appear to be color coded now. Because uh, I think I missed last issue actually. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been picking them up every month, but we still got April Neil and Casey Jones. Because um, they they basically started the whole origin Krang is over. a dude now. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's a man, or at least apparently he's he's still fairly covered from head to toe. So there could still be a big reveal. This is cute. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. Um, 
it's still got it is kind of the perfect marriage of the the cartoon from the the late 80s and early 90s and the extremely violent and gritty comic book origin because mm-hmm. it is really violent it is really like it can get very dark but it also like the turtles personalities are starting to come out like you're starting to get sort of the nerdish donatello the party guy mike the brash raff and the kind of not uh, brainy smurf almost persona of leonardo of like well master splinter says we should do this <laughs> So it, it's weird, and we can talk about it in just a few minutes, that you know they're rebooting the movie, but like the series. So it's only in issue eight, and, and they, they kind of went back to the origins because I think it was like in the first issue where you see Casey, he's you know living with his dad. Right. And well, I mean, we, we can get into this, but like that – that show from the eighties was, was pure comedy. It was, yeah. it was hilarious and it was like goofy. It was, I, I, so yeah, I'm kind of glad to see them taking a bit more of a serious turn, but, but not going super serious. It's just weird. They're, they're reestablishing, going to the roots, doing this. Sure. And yet this movie is going to totally disregard what they're building right here, which yeah, I, I doubt the two are even going to tie in. Yeah. Like they, they might do like a separate tie in story, but I don't think this is going to really affect the, uh, the movie or the movie is going to affect this, or at least I hope it's not going to. All right, Ghost Rider number nine. Number nine. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a fan, I have to say. I, having just read it, I don't like the ending. I, I don't like what it implies about the future of the Ghost Rider. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like the last few Sad. issues were a bunch of sound and fury signifying nothing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> hmm. I'm more perplexed. I'm more baffled. <laughs> All right, then we have um, Dokken. Which I think this is a final issue. Man, Dawkins, yeah. <laughs> Dawkins a jerk. I, I'm not going to read that. <laughs> he's now. a real jerk. Or I'm not going to flip through it. He's I, he's a real real big jerk. Uh, beginning, middle, and end. Uh, there's something respectable about that that he isn't really finding redemption. <laughs> he's kind of like been dying for the last few issues, and instead of going introspective and like thinking about maybe why how the path that led him here, he's just lashing out and. <laughs> Basically throwing a huge temper tantrum. I don't want to die. Yeah, but he's he's uh, the the like, most introspective thing is that he seems like he's trying to be like cool and like if I die, I'm taking out all of you with me. But it just seems like very like he's throwing a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the book seems to be aware of that and like kind of becoming self aware of that. But yeah, uh, I, I'm interested to see where the character goes after this. All right, then we got if anywhere Captain America and Bucky. So is this the final part? This arc? Francisco <laughs> Francavilla? I haven't read that yet. I'm um, just going through. So we got Hawkman. I don't know if anyone has anything to say about these. Firestorm, Black Hawks. Is, is issues? These are no. There's one more issue, right? Eight. Uh, eight's the last one. Oh, like oh, Hawkman's staying. Yeah. Fire, Black well, Hawkman's staying. Like, it's just Liefeld's taking over. Right. Yeah. And is is <laughs> Philip, Philip Tan still doing the art? Uh, I think Liefeld yeah, might be drawing so. it. Which one he's doing? Because Liefeld's doing Deathstroke, but he's not drawing it, I don't think. I think Philip Tan is still doing He's definitely Hawkman. drawing one or the other. Yeah, I can't Dark Knight, I haven't read that. Yeah. Mighty Thor, jeez, I'm behind on that. <laughs> we got Hellraiser. All right, let's... There's a lot this week. Didn't Wonder Woman come out this week? No, that was no, last, that was that last, last week. week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and read Sarah's article about that. What? The Wonder thoughts Woman. of the, the big change to Wonder Woman. So if you haven't read it, we won't spoil it. But if you have read it, then you're probably... You probably already commented because there was plenty of comments. Yeah, know. a lot of comments. So, so it was good. Not that it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So news. Uh, the big thing. We have a huge contest going on right now. Massive. I can't believe you decided to give it away. I, 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 I would have kept this. it. So Chilingo 
they're um they they put out the the Superman game for the the iOS game the, for for the iPhone. It's a good game. I mean, for for iPhone game, you know, you get to be Superman. I think the the, <laughs> the, the, the common um I mean, the Superman games like does he have all his powers in this game? Yeah, I mean, you're Are you flying you're, through you're kind of limited rings? with what you can do. Do you have you know? a, like laser beam eyes? Yeah, you can, and you can. I can let you play it later. Okay, phone. cool. Um, so, I like that. So that the. You you basically go up against Lex Luthor in there and there and there's there's going to be an update coming to the game free update that they're going to have next week, so they are friends with Mr. Frank Quietly, and so like we got this really awesome piece of art that he did that we commissioned him to do, and you want to give it away? I'm like, <laughs> I was like I want that for myself, and and the guy working he's like well I'd want it too, and I'm like dude why don't you keep it? I mean, so some lucky comic vine listener viewer reader is going to win this piece because and we did all this like legal stuff so it's like employees of whatever cbs or we're not allowed to have it (laughs) yeah so my brother dory broder might might get a hold of it and so i basically came up with the premise and i i wanted to make it as easy as possible and you know the big thing i want to say is yeah it's limited to residents united states legal stuff we have no say i wish we could open up worldwide we can't we're not allowed to and it sucks I i'm hate sorry that. guys i hate that i hate whenever we do a contest i've got to say that and it's unfortunate i wish i could change that um all you got to do is, is move to america <laughs> yeah put a put a put a comment and and just you're write, not with us you're against us <laughs> and if, if you could have your dream superman game and you know we're not gonna get specific to the platform or anything or limitations like that just what villain would you like to see Superman fight, and and why, and you know what would the gameplay be like? That's so all you do. So how are we choosing the winner? It's it's going to be random. Okay. So it's not like you have to be the most creative because you know, eighteen people could say I want him to fight the Joker, even though he's not one of Batman or Superman's <gasps> villains. You know, can you, can you only submit your answer one time. It should be one time, and we do have ways to check. You know, if people have multiple counts, because obviously we want to keep it fair. So you know, just one one per person because there's multiple prizes. So obviously, the big one is is the art. Um, we're going to be giving away codes for the game. So if you don't have it for your iPhone, you can get that for free. Get you know some other it's like stickers and stuff. I'm going to give away 20 random Superman comics also. So I mean, it's possible if I forget how many codes. I think we're going to have like like over 10 codes or something like that. So we don't want someone to get three codes. Yeah. Because then, you know, then it's like, oops, you're, you've been found out. And again, there's all that legal stuff there. So it's, it's by entering, you're agreeing to it all. And so, and there's a, there is a, a second chance. Um, if you, we will also take a, you know, random, we'll put them in the pool. If you're following Comic Vine, if you're following Chilingo, or if you're following and following DC Comics, all three of them on Twitter, you get like a second entry. So, bonus with, entry. Yeah. So I'm gonna be very sad when the winner comes gets this chosen. <laughs> it's a um, nice, it's a nice drawing. It's a nice yeah, piece of art. <laughs> so good. Uh, and I've been keeping it locked up. I forgot to lock it last night. <gasps> I left the office. I left in a huff, and I was like, I forgot to lock. Oh, but it was it was safe. Um, other news: Scarlett Johansson will be in Iron Man three. Uh, she's also in her own movie. In her own movie. The upcoming Black Widow movie. Yeah, you can but see more of that later. only in Poland. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> Wait, what? You know how you get these international trailers and all that stuff? Yeah. There was one that came out and... Polish trailer. It's, it's like, look at Black Widow's movie. Oh, wait, there's going to be some other Avengers oh, in there, too. Geez. And, you know, there's a lot of clips from Iron Man, too. 
Um, we we have the YouTube. It's if you if you see the article where it says Scarlett Johansson's Iron Man, it's it's added at the bottom there, so you can see that. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow's gonna be back. Obviously, that makes sense. But the um, way those clips were put together, I was like more excited about the potential for a Black Widow movie they were supposed than I to was do one. about the Avengers. I was like, Oops. whoa, this looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll happen. But it was just all a bunch of clips with her in it. That's bizarre. So Gwyneth Paltrow is going to be in Iron Man 3, obviously. She's also going to be in Avengers, which saw the Japanese trailer. So oh, yeah. So, so, there, there's so one she and Scarlett scene. Johansson get to fight again. And yeah, they don't like each about other. About who's the hottest girl on the set. Because yeah, I think Gwyneth is Because Gwyneth get, gets pretty jealous. Older. She's getting older. She's so pissed, dude. Yeah. Like, like, okay, first of all, like, clearly Gwyneth Paltrow, come on. Like, you're not that hot. Like, you've yeah, never I, been that hot. I don't like okay? her. She bothers me. And, like, to compare yourself to Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Come on. She's a pretty lady. Right? Yeah. Like if I was going to Paltrow, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I understand that you are the hottest lady. You yep. win, Scarlett Johansson. You're the Black Widow. <laughs> you are the Black Widow. You get to be the hot one yeah. this time. And Don Cheadle will be in the movie Iron Man 3 as well. Oh, cool. Also feuding about who's hotter. Yeah. Also, yeah. He was not happy <laughs> He's not at thrilled. either of them. He wanted to be the hottest one. <laughs> Such a diva. It's just it. So, but the the main thing here was what I'm getting into is Black Widow and Iron Man three is like what does that mean for the movie? You know, what, what story are we going to have? You know, yeah, she got her start there, and there's ties, but it's like she's not needed to be in a movie. So it no. makes you wonder what are they going to do with her, and also lets you know she's going to survive the Avengers. Well, that's true. Gonna, that's true. That's true. I guess it is Joss survive. Whedon. He he has a habit of killing whoever you least expect him to that kill. That is kind of weird because the only reason that she was in it was to be the field agent that sure, or yeah. shield just, agent to, to tie it all together. Yeah. Iron Man, technically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, her first appearance in in the event in Iron, Tales of Suspense or whatever, or Suspense, one of those that's where just, you just know, she she <laughs> was a, a spy and you know she got her first appearance was in an Iron Man story. So yeah, there's there's that tie, but. And, you know, they've had their run-ins. and I don't Who know. has she been with? <laughs> Hawkeye? Watch the three Daredevil. expert. Hercules. Iron, Hercules. Hercules. But Hawkeye, Daredevil. Too. Daredevil. Yep. Hawkeye. Um, Captain America? No, she was with Bucky. Maybe. But she was with Captain America. She's with Bucky too, now. Yeah, she's back. Yeah, Bucky. She's with she's Bucky, with Bucky now. now. She's, she's, I think she was with Captain America before. I don't know. Damn. She, well, she was in with which in the, the Ultimate Universe, the Ultimate Cartoon. Uh huh. They were together. Yeah. And then when they had that next Avengers, they had so the kid. like she could potentially have like. I wonder what Rush Limbaugh thinks about all that. Like a lot of romantic <laughs> interactions in mm-hmm. the Avengers movie. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, she's responsible. There's nothing wrong with that. I didn't say anything. Okay, I'm just saying that the, if dudes can. If Hawkeye can hook up with everyone, she can hook so up with can everyone. So Black too. Widow. Yeah, why yeah. shouldn't she? Um, there's been a lot of Avengers pictures released. Yeah, some, lots like, of bit, them. Behind the scenes stuff and just crazy. Yeah, so look for all that stuff. Um, <laughs> Rocketeer. I think we're all fans of Rocketeer. Yeah. yeah. They've been doing, the IDW's been doing those Rocketeer adventures. Mm-hmm. In August, there's going to be a Rocketeer. Um, I, I think it might be a miniseries. It's The Cargo or something. Dark Cargo. I forget what it's called. It's going to be written by Mark Wade. Awesome. Which would be cool. And drawn by Chris Somney. Nice. So that is going to be so August. You got to wait. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> we talked about that. Oh, boy. Um, they're aliens now. <laughs> they're, they're, I don't think they're teenagers. I, they could, no, they're I, not teenagers. Well, they, they, they could still be teen, teenage you know. aliens, but they're not mutants because they're aliens. They but, could but, be 
They're not turtles. <laughs> they're aliens. Yeah. They're just ninjas. They're just aliens that look like turtles. But they're calling it Ninja Turtles now, I guess. Yep. That's the title. And I, supposedly Eastman and Laird are on board with it. They're like, it's going to be awesome. I'm sure the freaking studio just gave them a check yeah. with a one, and then they were like, "Just fill in the zeros. We'll tell just, t- just <laughs> do the soundbite." <laughs> like, um, okay, no one could resist that. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises. There's kind of a spoiler. Some people got upset when this was posted. It's it's what's been speculated. I'm going to spoil it now. <gasps> Liam Neeson is going to be in a movie. <gasps> Guys, we already knew that. But was so, so Warner Brothers issued like a, a release thing because he's got the Wrath of the Titans movie, and and, <clears throat> and one of the things it's like, and he's he'll be appearing next in The Dark Knight Rises. So they put that out there. It's publicly, right. you know, released press release thing. Just because he's in the movie doesn't spoil anything. Doesn't mean that Rachel Ghoul is coming back from the dead. Doesn't mean that there's a yeah, Lazarus. It could be a piss. flashback, it, it y'all. Can, because <laughs> young Talia has been cast. By, there's like this 12 year old girl is gonna be playing young Tali. young Raish is in the movie too it could just be like like moments where could be Batman slash, watching a videotape or it could be like 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 he's raising Talia mm-hmm. he's training her and yeah. she's like the next yeah I, would, I can't remember what it was but there was a very similar fervor over a piece of like casting and they're like oh my god they spoiled it because this character was not like confirmed you, you but then you don't, you don't know. it just turned out to be a flashback yeah. like that is what it turned out to be and it was like oh and they're not even in the actual movie. Yeah, so we don't know what... I mean, I would love to see him come back. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. Even like the though, one time that they cast, like, Olivia Munn as Scarlet Witch. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking everything. about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> ruined everything. Um, oh. So it, it'll be interesting. But there there was that one footage scene where there's like, from a train, and you saw this, like, green screen pit. Like, so it's like, is that a Lazarus pit? We don't know. People got mad when I brought that up, but it's like... Hey, Whatever, it's rumored. The end of Batman Begins left plenty of space for a Lazarus pit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, beware the Batman. So oh. Warner Brothers released beware an, an official teaser image, you know, just Batman and beware. And, uh, originally, when, when that other real grainy image came out with like Alfred and a gun and Katana and like Professor Pig and mm-hmm. I forget who else was in the background. That said 2013. Yeah. But one thing they're saying this year, I don't know if it's actually coming out in 2012, but 2013. You would think, so Brave and the Bold ended last year. It was, I think, the final episode air. You would think, because they've been talking about this. They, they talked about it at, at Comic-Con, I think two Comic-Cons ago mm-hmm. at San Diego. You would think that they would have production already going that they, you know, okay, Batman cartoon's ending. We need the next one ready. And yeah, and yeah they got Young Justice, which has been going you know back and forth and they got green lantern so maybe they don't want to do too much at once but i don't see you know so they got dc nation which is an hour long block i think it's like 10 a.m on saturdays eastern pacific and they show green lantern for the first half and then young justice second half in between like in commercial breaks you, you they'll do a short so like this week they're supposed to be superman of tokyo short hmm. and then teen titans short so i mean they're and they're supposed to do they've had like um batgirl supergirl and and uh wonder girl did i say wonder girl nope so there's there's like one wow. of the three of them and you know there's different art styles each time and there's i, I don't know if i said plastic man already but there is nope. one so the, the idea is they can do these little shorts with different characters and you know see how, how they work i would have no problem if they expanded um the the hour to an hour and a half, two hours. You know, let's, yeah. let's see more. You know, have Batman in there, have someone else. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. That sounds really cool. So, sounds like a really great block of animation. Um, also, this weekend, 
So DC Nation's on Saturday. On Sundays now, at Mar- 11 Marvel, o'clock? I don't know the time. 11 p.m. Series premiere. PM. It's, it's press release at p.m. No, it's got to be more. It's Adult Swim. No, for, for Ultimate Spider Man? They said PM. They must have screwed up. That's why I was so confused. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I was like, why would it be at 11 o'clock at night? Children are asleep. <laughs> yeah, Adult Swim starts at 10. Yeah, so, too, so, so Ultimate be... Spider Man, Paul Dini. <laughs> Then Brian Bendis, the man, man, men, of, men of action. Wait, really? Paul Dini? Yeah, yeah. Him and Bendis are oh, supposed to be awesome. the writers um, and man of action. You know, they're production supervisors, whatever. You know, so yeah. it's gonna. It looks good. Um, you know, the trailer came out. There, they, a sizzle reel came out yesterday. Um, so that's gonna be on end of Earth's Avengers Earth Mighty Avengers colon <laughs> Earth's Mightiest Heroes um, season. Avengers is colon. it three? <laughs> Avengers colon. The Avengers um, colon. So the next yeah. season also starts up. Earth's Polity and, and Chris Chris Yost has been involved. You know he's been in charge of like the the Avengers series, which has been good. So um, this got to be in the morning. And Disney. I, I mean, I thought so. Yeah. I was I was yeah. really surprised when so, I read PM. Such your DVRs, which I gotta I gotta set that for Spider Man because it's already set for Avengers. Um, yeah. So cartoons are coming back. They should be in the morning. That, that's that's awesome. Good. Uh, Man of Steel banner image came out. This week, so you could see the S emblem. See what it looks like. It looks like. cool. Yeah, it's, it's different. Um, it's all weird texture. I don't know how I felt about the Batman Returns. You know, it, it was almost like it was a little more compact with the Brandon Ruth version. <laughs> so yeah. this is gonna be interesting. We still don't know a lot about it. Um, the movie doesn't come out till June. I think it's June fourth, two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and supposedly there's gonna be a teaser trailer on Dark Knight Rises. Which is probably gonna be like super super teaser, yeah. Anything. So super teaser. Let's see, um, Captain America two. There's a short list uh, for directors because we don't know who's gonna direct it. So the contenders is F. Gary Gray, who was a director of Friday, Set It Off, and <laughs> the American Italian Job. Okay, okay. all bad. Um, <laughs> the Russo brothers. So they were they did Welcome to Collinwood. You mean Dupree. Um, they've worked on Community and okay. Happy Endings. I don't know. I like Community. Happy Endings. <laughs> that's I don't know what that's about, and I don't think I want to know. Um, <laughs> George Nolfi, he's a screenwriter on Ocean's Twelve, and The Born Ultimatum. He was okay. a writer director of The Adjustment Bureau. Please go with that guy. I think he's yeah. the best one. I mean, so far, yeah, that's action packed. So something. That's it for the news. It's kind of an odd hodgepodge of directors, I have to say. Yeah, Yeah, right? Especially for how well Captain America did. No offense to any of them, I guess. Yeah. So uh, now we have a lot of questions. So the first one is from Rich Bourne, and I apologize because this was from last week, and it got lost, and I messed up. All right. I have to admit, you guys are awesome. Woo. Thank you. Thanks. And I am greatly looking forward to the podcast triumphant return. Yeah, so this was before last week's. Um, along with the possible answer to these questions and more. DC seems to have a mentality that they the only books that matter are bat titles. So if, if you were in a position <laughs> oh, do they? So if you were in a position where you could cancel six out of thirteen Batman books, which ones would you remove? Only six? Uh yeah, sure. Not even half. Uh, I mean I, I'm assuming he's talking about like like, we got like that uh, includes Red Hood. Um, let's see. So let's run them down. Let me, let me, let me find an ad for the Night of the Owl. I was going to say, yeah, that, that would be all the that, bad titles. That should have all of them. 
Um, and I'm probably looking at, at the wrong DC. It probably won't be in this issue. I mean, I can think of two immediately off the top of my head. Me okay, too. here we go. Okay, I bet they're the same ones, too. I bet they might just be. All right, so let's see here. We have All-Star Western, which I don't think that, that counts. That's this is not just really what, a bat yeah, title. This is what's in Night of the Owls. Um, so we have Batman. Nope, we keep that one. Batman Batman the Dark Knight. That one. I think we can kill that one. Um, I don't know if it's it's improved or not because um, I forget who's writing it. It's still still redundant. Batman Robin. Keep 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 that one. Keep it. Batwing. Like that one. You can keep it. Yeah. I I like it. It's going to be really interesting. I love Marcus Toe. It's Mm going to be interesting to see how that changes the feel of the book. Yeah. Um, Batgirl. Yeah. Uh, toss it. Yeah. Um, Can I have a different Batgirl or a different writer on Batgirl? <laughs> I mean, Batgirl, you know, Birds of Prey. There's that too. <laughs> so, you know, Batgirl's in there. I don't really like some of the characters. And, you know, so that was when we that came out last week. And Birds of Prey? Yeah. So, I, I so don't know. So, would you toss it? If I had to, maybe. Is it really a Batman book? It's sort of rooted in the, the Bat universe. I guess. It is. I mean, Batgirl's in there now. Yeah, but. Um, Red Hood and the Outlaws. I would say keep. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, Sarah doesn't like it. I like it. take it or leave it. Nightwing, I would keep. We're missing okay, the big one here. It, yeah. I, would, I would keep that. I think we're getting to um, it. Yeah, what's interesting is... I don't think this one's going to be at Night the, of the Owls, but I would still... not listed on here. All right, that's, that's the third odd. one. Yeah, so, so we have, right now we have uh, uh, The Dark Knight. Dark Knight, Detective. Detective. Batgirl, How about Odyssey? And Batgirl. <laughs> that does count. What do you mean that doesn't count? It's, it's, it's Batman but Odyssey. It's, it's, isn't it a miniseries or is it ongoing? It's a miniseries, but I would still it's, say. It's, it's not New 50. <laughs> say it didn't need um, to You got Catwoman. I, I say keep it. And I, I don't like know what Cat else. Woman. That's all that's listed here in this this ad. Um, uh, 13. What are you talking about, Rich Bourne? <laughs> well, we have three. Yeah, so we'll, we'll work on we that. I still say Odyssey. <laughs> Should go. You want Odyssey? I love Neil Adams, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, he's fine. But that book—if you could explain to me that book—I will give you a copy. I like. don't know. Okay, let's continue. So we didn't fully answer your question, but we we did some. Um, <laughs> do you read more of Cyclops Blue Team or Wolverine Gold Team post Regenesis? And where do you think the X Universe will go as a whole post AVX? Since I believe that the X Men will most likely be affected greater than the Avengers. Uh, Wolverine's been great. Yeah. yeah. Although I do like Uncanny. I'm, I'm growing more and more to like Uncanny, which is X, which is Cyclops. Right. Execution team or whatever. I thought that was regular squad. X-Men. That's the Uncanny. Execution team. Um, no, that's Uncanny. Oh, okay. Um, X-Men is his other squad, which it, a lot of the same members. You got right. Colossus and Storm and all that. But I mean, Wolverine and X-Men is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Great. It's, it's really Favorite good. Book. Legacy yeah. Legacy is good. I mean, it has its moments. You know, that's when Crystal Gage is doing. I yeah. wasn't. Yeah. So, X Men Legacy. That's when Crystal. I didn't really love this ish. This week's issue. I mean, it was it was good, but it, it's just like kind of like you know, take it or leave it. Yeah. But it, I mean, there, there's been some other good issues where it's kind of a slightly different focus on on a team. I don't know why, but Legacy has never quite caught on for me. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I don't quite get the whole rogue dynamic because. She's been in and out of comics almost as much as I have, so. <laughs> I don't know where, where it's going to go after. Because, I mean, that was like, that's, a, I think it's issue nine or ten where Wolverine has to decide is he going to choose the Avengers or he's going to choose the X-Men. And I, it, it's. Seems like he's leaning more in one direction. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say where they're going to go. I mean, this is supposed to be like a huge event. You know, it's yeah. supposed to change everything. I, I really don't know. I don't know what it's going to mean for either Avengers or X-Men. So, I'm not going to answer it. I don't, I don't have any idea. 
I don't know. I mean, unless everything's just going to be back to normal at the end. I really hope that's not yeah. <laughs> the case. Uh, which universe would you live in between DC or Marvel? I only asked because I recently had a conversation about this with friends. I figure Image would be the safer universe, but remember that they still have a big event going on. From, I don't know, Walking Dead. And Spawn. They still have a big event going on from 2009 since Image United started three years ago and is only on issue four or six. That is slow, <laughs> even going by Mark Miller's speed. Um, so what would you guys, would you want DC or Marvel? I would say Marvel. There are fewer, like, DC seems to have way more serial killer supervillains. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'd, I'd say Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. You'd say Marvel? Probably. I'd say DC because I feel like like with Marvel, the end of the world is always coming. But it like never does. Galactus and the Celestials. And but but with DC, you got the risk of the world, the universe getting rebooted. Right. And merged. And I and could not exist. Crisis after yeah. crisis. And Worse, you're like suddenly, everything. like, <laughs> you're the only one who remembers how it used to be. You're like psycho pirate. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, sorry to have a few questions. I missed the podcast and had to get them out. Happy Friday to all of you, Richborn. So thanks. Thanks. All right, this next one um, is is it? Okay, so it starts off. Babs, would would you cosplay as Alice Glass from the Crystal Castles at a con? You mean like walk around with a bottle of Jack Daniels? And would you think that (laughs) and crutches that the Crystal Castles music would improve a comic book movie soundtrack or not? No, I don't think so. I I don't think that it would it would work really well. Um, the music or the cosplaying? The music, also the cosplaying. Alice is pretty much an alcoholic. Okay. Because um, I, I saw her live show once and like she was on crutches and she was taking like swigs of a big <laughs> bottle of Jack. And I'm like, wow, that girl, she's something else. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know if that's something else is, but she's that's what she is. But I like Crystal Castles. I don't think that it would work well as a soundtrack to a comic book movie, though. They're too niche. Hmm. It just sounds like like. And if you don't know Crystal Castles music, <laughs> it's like um, it's like the bit music, like Nintendo. Oh, okay. But they it's they're it's a D, DJ's right. to uh, one DJ and Alice. Who just sings. Huh? <laughs> it's good. Okay. Um, also, if a comic book max series about the group, this person really likes <laughs> Crystal Castle, um, should not ever be in the Ugly Mits of Blue Water Comics group. Uh, uh, blah, 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 there's, there's Wait, what? It's basically saying something, if there was like a Crystal Castle's comic, they would love, but they wouldn't want Blue Water to do it because you need know, to do all the... Oh. The they do stuff. all the public domain oh, stuff okay. that they don't have to pay for. Well, let's say it was published at Image, would have something worth reading. Also, have it written by Mark Miller, Jamie McKelvey. Would have to draw it. John Reed Jr. What would it be about? I don't know. Um, covered be... by Frank Quietly, Eric Larson. Because um, well, you've got a lot of musicians doing would, comics right it now. It would sell like hotcakes, or would it be a flop in a comics? Comics. I don't think market? a lot of people know who Crystal Castles are. Like a lot of people do, but they're Not still sort many. of like this weird. <laughs> music that not everybody knows okay. never as many as you think <laughs> and continuing so this is this is from j1ml33 okay I'll say that um g-man are you a charles manson fan 
<laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and what did you think about the Run DMC vid I posted in the comments of the last podcast two or three weeks ago? So there's this this YouTube clip that he posted. It's like I, for, I forget what which Run DMC. I don't know if it was tricky. And it's just it's cut so it looks like Charles Manson is, is dancing to that. <laughs> it's it's kind of, it's a little absurd. So it's like yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of you, you, you chuckle. But then after I wouldn't want to watch it twice. No. So um, uh, do you think Charlie has some killer moves, or would he dance circles around you in a dance dance? I am really good at dance dance revolution. Gotcha. Me, my wife, and my daughter played. Mm-hmm. I kicked their butts. Nice. But I'm not a big dancer. <laughs> Maybe it's, I don't know. I, I don't like, think that those two things go hand in hand. I wouldn't necessarily. I don't think, think you so. can be a good dancer and also be good at Dance Dance Revolution. It's I think like they're separate. Guitar things. Hero. So what are you trying to say, sir? <gasps> well, I'm just I'm just reinforcing I what think we you need a dance initially off. said, which is you don't dance, but you're good at Dance Dance Revolution. So dance off. All right, next time you come over, we're going to do that, which will be never. So dance right. off. <laughs> also, just do it in the office. I my copies, my Xbox is at home. I, and, we and have like four I'm sure they have. I'm sure you I, I don't know. They're always like, which uh, we got to use this for that. And so on. <laughs> also, what a crossover one shot with Madman Charlie Manson Run DMC is written by <laughs> by Mike Allred. Be worth so your confused. comic buying dollars or not. Do you think there would ever be a mark for a comic starring Charlie Manson? I'm going to say no. I don't, I don't want to see Charlie Manson. I, I think the swastika um, alone would get you banned yeah. in Germany. Even, even if Mike Allred was, I, I, no, I'll say no. <laughs> I don't think Mike Allred um, would do it. I, yeah, Tony, I don't think Mike Allred would be thrilled about writing that. Tony, if if was if you were to read one comic to your daughter before she drifts off into slumberland, which would you read to her? Following choices are Clint Clint magazine. Really? One of your trades of Madman or Walking Dead, the Adventure Titles comic, or Savage Dragon. Um, I would say either Madman or Adventure. <laughs> Did you really throw Walking Dead in there? What the? At B B one of your trades of Madman or Walking Dead. C the Adventure Times comic. D Savage Dragon. What an odd list. <laughs> um, He's trying to understand what kind of a parent you are. When are you ever going to have Sasha Gray on a podcast? I Who, don't. Who's Sasha Gray? What? <laughs> uh, I know you have James Robinson on your podcast. But I feel like Sasha Gray lately. Is this like one of those robots? That, is this like a Turing test where improve. we're trying to figure out if this is a robot or not? <laughs> so Sasha Gray would lightly improve your podcast plus 10 points. Or at least Christopher Walken, Eric Larson, or Mark Miller. Or even... <laughs> Or even Rob Liefeld on there too to improve the random hey, conversation. Just get Christopher Walken to be <laughs> on your Walken podcast, or Eric Larson. Hey, you know me, those me, two are peas in a pod. Let me call up Chris Walken. <laughs> yeah. I'll call we him, go I'll way call back him later. I'll, I'll send him a text. I'm already um, here on your podcast. There's 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 still been sitting silently. There, right, there's still so much more time. <laughs> Nobody has been talking to me. Okay. I'm feeling left out. That's pretty good. G-Man or Babs, who do you think would win the fight to the death? Batman without prep and in Chicago or Savage Dragon? Batman. <laughs> Batman always wins. Yeah. My other question is, do today's comic readers feel like they're entitled to have perfect comic book art and why do they crap on everything that's widely different from all the other mass-produced shrink wrap art that Marvel and DC put out these days? Because of I'm, that reason. Yeah, I'm not sure that you could even really call Marvel and DC uniform. Like, You still got like... Uh, Fraser Irving, like you have very, like Daniel very Acuna. different styles. <laughs> also, would you read a web comic about a pregnant nun? <laughs> yeah, I would. Um, I want to know how that okay, happened. www.sisterclaire.com. There you right, go. Thank you. Money and lastly, how do you feel about the Image Comics revolution is going on this year with all the new titles that's coming out? Which ones are your personal favorite, excluding Walking Dead or, or Invincible? And tell me 
why do people want to tar and feather Rob Liefeld, John Reed Jr., and any others for that matter? That's just because people are... Well, John Reed Jr. is well-liked. What is... uh, not not by really? everyone. Um, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff. Like, Saga came out. Um, yeah, Saga's amazing so far. Um, That's only the, one the, issue. The, the, the Manhattan Project. I thought Fatal was Icon. No, that was Image. Fatale's oh, okay. Image. Yeah. Manhattan Project, Hickman. Love that. Hmm. That oh, I really love that. It's great. There's a lot of, lot of good stuff. Um, yeah, Image is really knocking it out of the, the park the, lately. Grant Morrison, Derek Robertson. Oh, yeah, that one's coming so out. There's huge stuff. That's mm-hmm. about all I have um, for now. Have a wonderful weekend, Babs and G-Man. Babs. Thanks. Babs is still charming. Oh, I guess I won't have a wonderful oh, weekend. I think Jerk. she has a terrific <laughs> singing voice. I when do. have you? I don't remember. You, you won't sing for me. When I've sing asked in the you. shower. I've tried asking you to sing. <laughs> Maybe you, I should that's check my apartment for from. bugs. <laughs> Heck, she could even do talk radio. All in How all, are these all being posted on Twitter? This is no, like no, a this, thousand This, this, is, this oh, okay. is a PM. Yeah. I, okay. I still enjoy your podcast piece and chicken grease, ladies and gents. Peace and chicken grease to you too. Delicious. All right, <laughs> so I think we answered most of those. Um, next is from BOP fan number three. I still want to hear from BOP fan number two. <laughs> Perhaps um, number one. My question is, <laughs> maybe number four. Do you think Avengers versus X Men story arc is going to end with the return of Jean Grey? I'm going to say probably not. They, I really hope not. They're, they're sticking to their guns. They're they're you know people. I think are, hope ready. is the next uh, uh, whatever Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, I think I think if you have that's, hope, there's no reason happen. to bring back Jean yeah. Grey. Or will Hope become the new host? Um, do you think, think comic I mean, readers, Hope will definitely be the new host for a while. <laughs> do you think comic readers would accept the return of Jean? Well, if Jean comes back, she doesn't have to beat Phoenix. I've actually gotten a lot of customers co- who come in and really hope that Jean is coming back. So I'd, it's not I'd, all people yeah, who... I'd, I'd love to see her back. Not everyone wants her to stay dead. I think a lot of people want her back. Yeah. Okay. Also, this is the same. From a few weeks back, there were some anti-Cory comments on the site. You jerks. Oh. And I just want to say that I think Cory's awesome. Well, Hilarious. thank you. And intelligent, great addition to the Comic Vine team. <laughs> and Sarah, Uh-oh. you should consider being Satana for San Diego Comic Con. Oh, I thought, you know what I thought <laughs> that was going to come after that? I thought it was going to be, and Sarah, you should consider being nicer to people. <laughs> That's what well, I was thinking. That would not be Sarah. Zatanna. Well, I like Satana, but there are so many Satanas at Comic Con, right? Like, she's one of the most popular costumes, I don't know, I don't know I about that. I'd, I'd see maybe one or two. No, but I you just always gotta, see so many. Well, you gotta be the best one. No, can't. Chicken. You're telling me you don't want to hear, you don't want to wear a top hat and carry a wand? That, see, carrying that stuff around is such an... Well, you can wear the top hat. <laughs> Whatever, Sarah. Um, from hats time to sweaty. from time to time, this is from sweaty hats. <laughs> sweaty. Okay, Something this is base for the sweaty hats. This is from DJ Otaku. From time to time, you guys get questions about when comics will transition over to digital. My answer is when dumb stuff like this stops happening. So this is um, from Marvel help category. Wait, so when will we stop talking about? No, when when will the the transition actually fully happen? So here, I'm going to give it five years. Here is a question. Can I access the digital comics I purchase on a Marvel Comics app on my iOS or Android device, device at Marvel Comics on Chrome? So if you go on Chrome or if you go online, the Marvel Digital Unlimited, like the player that yeah, I yeah. subscribe to, they want to know, if, can you access that on, on your, your phone? phone? And the yeah. answer is no. You can't? You cannot. Asp. You what? cannot. So, That's bizarre. So here, this is the, the official answer on the, on the help page. In most cases, if you purchase a digital comics via the Marvel Comics app on your iOS or Android device, you can read it when you are signed in to Chrome. 
Right now, there are some comics in a Marvel Comics app for iOS or Android devices that are not yet available in Marvel Comics on Chrome. Please go here for a complete list of unavailable comics. Please note that you cannot view your digital comics that were purchased at Marvel Comics on Chrome on any iOS Android device at this time. The reason is, I believe, is the the Marvel player uses Flash and oh, that's <gasps> iOS because I, I actually tried that last week where I was like, I want to read the, be able to read this on my iPad. Can't can't do it. So hmm. um, then DJ Otaku says that's idiotic. If I buy physical, I agree, it is idiotic. If I buy physical <laughs> comics, I can read them whenever I want and exactly. however I want. Exactly. Um, yep. I don't know if I should say this, but a certain person that read Aquaman this week read it in their bathtub. <gasps> that is okay for a certain person who reviewed it this week. That's um, thank you. <laughs> you wanted to get into the Aquaman of mindset. You did. <laughs> of course, you read it in the bathtub. Okay, if but, you didn't read it in the bathtub, it would be on the toilet. <laughs> oh, he's got toilet issues. The Aquaman mindset. He's been vocal about. But you're saying <laughs> that if I don't have an Apple device, I can't. Re- Wait, if, I'm not if, saying if that. I don't. I can't read all you have available. Why wouldn't I just stick to physical comics? Exactly. Then? And if the list of comics is pretty long, I saw it somewhere in that site yesterday. Digital is like this all the time exactly. with stuff that's only on Kindle or only on Comixology, etc. Until it stops being this dumb, I don't see how digital takes so over. So here's the thing. Uh, I don't think you have any problems reading any digital comics other than Marvel Comics. Jeez. Marvel is the only company that does this that has like these weird loopholes and you have to go on their website to read their digital comics, right? Well, I mean, and the, the thing is Marvel Digital Unlimited, the, the Chrome app, which is off of that, yeah. that is completely different than the, the your app iPad, right. your which, iPhone which iPad. Which first doesn't make sense. There's yeah, two separate they're yep. different doesn't engines. Make sense. So, so there's you can't why there's look no at their archive stuff and have your like monthly subscription, right, mm-hmm. to those comics. Yeah, you get like whatever, eight. 9,000 comics they yeah. have available. You can't look, read them on your phone, your nope. iPad, which sucks. Because mm-hmm. I, when I first got, I, I, I created my, my Marvel apps account. I used my same login as my Marvel Digital Unlimited, and mm-hmm. it doesn't work. It doesn't it, work. It, it, that doesn't carry over. You, I was like, where's all my comics? So how come I can't read it? It's, right. it, it doesn't exist. The, the, I think that the problem is that Marvel wants to control everything. So I think they're powered by Comixology in that Comixology created their platform for mm-hmm. them. But you can't go to Comixology. They don't have like a store like DC has. Yeah, like it's it w- different. It's weird. The yeah, I, I you see, did you see some like on the DC app? I think you see so many other stuff on there, which doesn't make sense. No. And, and so basically, you got like three different apps, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's weird. But it's weird when I'm in the comic when I'm in the DC apps and I go to my comics. One of the Marvel comics shows up in my comics, even though I'm on the DC app. Hmm. So I don't know if that's a glitch or whatever. Um, this is from Rise to Ragnarok. I was curious if Sarah got to read the new Alpha Girl. I remember she enjoyed the first one. I want to know what her thoughts on the second. Oh, that second issue came out this week. I think it was huh? this week, so you haven't had a chance. No. Um, Foxfire Art. Greetings. Why do you think in the age we are now living in that we are still dealing with issues of the way women are depicted in comics? <laughs> That's, that's, that's a larger it's, it's, issue. It's, it's, social, it's stereotypes, society, unfortunate. It's not right. Um, they're either in skin-tight bodysuits with pointless high heels or become some piece in a love triangle for the guys to fight over. First of all, high heels are not pointless. <laughs> when you're fighting crime, they're pointless because they're hard to run in. But oh, Wait, 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 wait. Hard to run in? We had this discussion in video form about running in boots, and you're like, I can run faster than you in boots, and boots aren't a problem. Well, that's because I'm used to running in heels. All right. <laughs> because I wear heels all the time. Uh-huh. Continue. 
but I can understand how fighting crime in heels might be hard. In balance, a woman in comics can't see to be sexual without some people getting uncomfortable or call call it diminishing. Some people get uncomfortable. I can understand when the story is about them being taken advantage of, but in Catwoman, Selena was the instigator. Is it diminishing when Wolverine sleeps around casually despite his professed love for Jean Grey or his constant pining over the death of America? You know what? That's just I'm going to say this, and I might might get like a little bit of hate from some people, but I think that that double standard is sometimes um, put in place by women who read comics because they don't feel comfortable reading uh, characters, female characters that are embracing their own sexuality. Interesting. I think that that is uh, kind of, that was an issue with voodoo because voodoo was embracing her sexuality, but she was also, that was a pretty empowering book for a woman. Catwoman for that matter. And and Catwoman (laughs) was kind of embracing her sexuality and also taking control of a situation. And that's sort of like an empowering thing. Even Starfire. Starfire is also sexually embracing her own sexuality. The first issue, she's like, hey, Roy, come on, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she's she's embracing her sexuality and she's also like taking control of that sexuality. Mm -hmm. And I think that that makes some people uncomfortable. Um, And I think that that's an issue. Um, But it's it's also like you have to walk a very fine line uh, where you, if you're going to write something like that, you also need to give the character a little bit of depth. So I don't think that Starfire is the best example of that because I think that there were some inherent flaws with her character. The way that she was written in that book that were resolved later in later issues by like the second or third issue, right? Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, fifth issue. The fifth or sixth. The fifth or sixth issue. We found out that there yeah. was more to the story. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, I think that what it comes down to is that it's very hard to write a character who is in control of her sexuality and can be a sexual being without, um, without exploiting her. So, so there's that like, like here's the problem with Catwoman. If it had been a different artist on that book in that first issue where we weren't seeing like boob in panel one and you know, whatever. Yeah. Because that is exploitative of the yeah, character. Absolutely. You know? It's a booby because trap. That, that's just, it is a booby trap. <laughs> <laughs> but that is exploitative um, in the sense that that's written specifically for the man. But the things that happen at the end of the issue, even if people don't like, you know, Catwoman and Batman at each other. <laughs> um, yeah, giving each other a very special hug. Special hug. <laughs> um, even if you don't like that. Uh, then, uh, yeah, I don't remember what I was saying. Yeah. Thanks. Um, continuing. I find it hard to imagine. It's all, no, you you answered that. I think the point is, has been made. No, I mean, you brought up a very good point, very good argument that, and like you said, some people are going to agree. Some people aren't. So, I mean, well, some people are just uncomfortable with their sexuality. So they're going to be uncomfortable when they see like female comic book characters that are comfortable in their sexuality. But if you're like throwing boob in panel one, then that's obviously like exploiting the character and, you know, get a different artist on Catwoman. See, for me, it, it doesn't Please. make me uncomfortable. I just don't see it being necessary. It's like I don't need to buy comics to see. Boobs. Well, that's like an empowering thing. Oh, you mean the boobs? Yeah. Well, just uh, and all, all the stuff. It's like. You know, I. Some people may want that. I, I, I don't need that. I mean, well, you can't just excise sex yeah. entirely. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
unless okay. you're writing a kid's book. Continuing, I find it hard to imagine it's all a fault of the writers when they vary in ages and genders. Is it editorial side who like the status without falling in the same traps? Or is it that the readers won't allow them to do anything past what they're used to seeing? So I think it's kinda, both. Kinda it's kinda a little <laughs> bit of everything. Yeah. Okay, Sam Burgess asks, which do you think will be the best? Night of the Owls, just a Batman series, or Avengers versus X-Men, no tie-ins? <laughs> Easy. Night of the Owls. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the other thing. Also, do you think that the Night of the Owl stories with all the Bat books will be better than all of the AVX books, including the tie-ins? No. I think that goes the other way because yeah. not all the Bat books are good. And there's yeah. a lot of good people working uh-huh. on Avengers vs. X-Men. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying, by saying Bat, Night of the Owl is better, it's not saying Avengers vs. X-Men won't be good. I, I think that the main story... Mm-hmm. In Night of the Owls, that will appear in Scott Snyder's Batman, yep. will be the best. Yeah, but I think that there's a lot of potential for uh, AVX because just the mm-hmm. cast. Yeah, I mean. yeah. And there's, yeah. There's, there's so you get a little bit do. of everyone. It'll be fun. It, it, they're also two very different stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Cyan Lantern asks, "Will you guys be at C2E2?" Yes. Yes. No. And if <laughs> <laughs> and if so, any after plans? Uh, sleepy time. Oh yeah. And if you guys are, I'll be willing to be a cameraman and a tote that heavy bag for you guys. So I, I said, look for us. Yeah, you can You'll carry see. my bag. Um, <laughs> Why not? Thanos rules. Have you read any of the Avengers Prelude miniseries? I, um, I did actually. I read one where it it shows him like finding Captain America, like searching for him in the ice. Um, it was a Nick Fury one. It was okay. It was on. It's not like the Fury's Day Out. It was, it was, it was free on, on the comics algae. So. Um, what do you think of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and comics? It just, it never seems to work. Yeah. You do movie adaption, it's, it's, it's the quality is just not, I don't There's know. There's something it about it. It's the same thing in video games, mm-hmm. it's the same it's thing just, in novels. It's, it's insane. It's like, that is like, if, if there's going to be an Avengers movie, you want to make the, the best kick ass Avengers tie in comic to get movie viewers to try to buy the comic, but you they think. just, they don't. I don't know. Daniel Carroll asks, if a Moon Knight film was to be made, who would you want the villain to be and why? I think I'd go with, with Bushman. The villain Bushmaster. should be himself. Because, you know, oh, you go back to the origin. Man is the real monster. We also have his brother, which could be, yeah. Is it, is it Bush, Bushman? I, it's not Bushwhacker. That's the guy who can make his Bushmaster? Guns. Bushman? Yeah. One of those two. The yeah. guy whose face he cuts off at yeah. one point. <laughs> and, and that, I think, Ant-Man? would be huge. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> Also, if a Flash film ever gets made, who would you want the villain to be and why? I would say all the rogues. All the rogues. That's a bit much, isn't it? You'd have to introduce them all. (laughs) Well, you do. A lot of them. Captain Cold. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Walking Carpet. What is the funniest comic you have ever read? And what comics have you read that were surprisingly humorous? Um, um, Such a hard question. Top of my head, Next Wave, Agents of Hate. Yeah. I love that series. I think it's hilarious. I know there's... there's um, X babies. Uh, I, I don't liked. know. There were some issues of Deadpool where I'm just like, oh yeah, there, so funny. There are some great issues of Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. There's also some really bad issues of yeah. Deadpool. <laughs> there are Gladstone's School for Super Villains. Where oh, yeah. that, that was Axe Cop was really funny. Axe Cop, Axe Cop yeah, is that's hilarious. Okay. That, that's the one. Yeah, that that <laughs> cracked me up. Um, Follow up. Do you listen to any stand up comics? And if so, who are a couple of your favorites besides Inferior Eagle? <laughs> <laughs> And Patton Oswald, Brian Posehn, um, Louis C.K. Yeah, Louis C.K. is great. Some of the classics like Carlin, uh, Richard Murphy, Pryor, yeah. Raw, Delirious. Yeah, Chris Rock by the, on that same. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is hysterical. Uh, Christopher Titus, I really like. Um, Corey loves comedy. I do actually. Damn Sweden. You know what? That Whitney girl though can't stand her. New. No. 
I just saw, recently saw Aisha Tyler's special though on Netflix Instant. She is she hilarious. Did. Margaret Cho used to be funny. Yeah, Henry Cho. That's what my lady was telling Henry me. Henry Cho. Yeah, he's a, a Korean guy with like a, a southern accent. Oh, huh. really? Yeah, <laughs> sounds interesting. That's, that sounds southern funny accent. in itself. Yeah, I, I haven't heard him lately, but he, he was a funny guy. Um, Damn Sweden says in X Men Legacy two sixty four, there's a classroom scene which I felt was a diamond in a rough issue. So it's basically like Rockslide says. How come I, I still get horny if I don't have parts? Oh, jeez. And, it, and it's a lot about, like, you know, the, the sex stuff and like that. So, um, have you guys ever encountered a scene that you think is genuinely great in a book that you didn't? Interesting. Again, off the top of your head. That's, my head, that's really that's tough. tough. That's, but, yeah, every once in a while you see something like like uh, nothing comes to mind. But Yeah. There, there was it, a, like, I, did, I wasn't crazy about that issue of Red Hood, but I liked some of the back flashes with uh the memory Jason. one mm-hmm. yeah that was good yeah, like some of those good. scenes yeah. um, oh um you know what okay perfect example the end of the last issue of all-star batman and robin with the whole green lantern and dick grayson almost kills him oh my and, god those were so funny <laughs> with the like yellow room yeah yeah that is some that, of my that entire, favorite like that is some of the most hilarious stuff that I've entire read. issue is great and that i cannot stand that series okay. <laughs> but that is a yep. really good issue <laughs> x-men legacy 264 cover reads x-men legal would you read a book about mutant lawyers <laughs> i mean we had she hulk yeah that was great oh yeah. that was such an amazing series Dance lot. um it could be interesting <laughs> mutant lawyers i don't know it, yeah. i guess it's been how it was was done um, Gonzo T Great Twenty Three. Will Marvel ever learn that the universe changing events every six months lessens the impact of any changes made? Nope. Nope. I don't think so. Um, the Kid Nixon with two hours of new animated superheroing this weekend. What if any show are you most looking forward to? That Ultimate Spider Man. I think show. yeah, yeah, looks good. Yeah, Avengers. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. Green Lantern. I'm I'm not completely sold on the, no. the CG. It's, no, it's, me neither. It's better than I thought. I don't know. And Young Justice is good. I don't know if it's a new episode. It's week. no reboot. My daughter, she really likes um, Miss Martian on Young Justice. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Began. Um, the Denmarkian. If you could choose one storyline from any book to be rebooted, what would you choose? <laughs> Is one more day too obvious? <laughs> uh, let's just stick with that. <laughs> um, you reboot a reboot? Yeah. <laughs> Make it not happen. Yeah, well, it'll cancel out. <laughs> SJ Esposito 7. Wanted to say congrats to you and Sarah on the new opportunities, but I have Thanks. to a- ask... Does this mean no more Corey? Hey! Yes. Question answered. <laughs> um, or less foul mouth, mouth James Robinson. No. Yeah. He might be here next Jimmy week. Jimmy Jim Jam. Might as in maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe and finally, you know are. Sweetest Toaster, what are your Aww. thoughts and opinions on a new DC Second Wave series, The Ravagers? Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. It's, I think it's, it's a really dumb name, but it seems like an interesting well, I mean, story. It, it's 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 kind of Gen thirteen ish. It's, yeah. it's it's coming mm-hmm. out of you know Superboy and nowhere. Um, I I've been trying to avoid information about that because I like to keep stuff fresh sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I I'm 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 curious. I'll see. I, I like um Howard, Howard Mackey. So mm-hmm. see how it goes. I mean, yeah. And that's it. Woo! That's it. I'm back, baby. All right, guys. <laughs> thanks for listening. Corey, thanks for coming in. Well, thanks for having me back. Oh, no problem. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that's it for the Comic Vine podcast. Tune in next Friday for another edition, and we will be back then. Yep. Yep. I never know what to say at the end. Outro. Okay, bye. Bye, everyone.